We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's January 11th, it is 2024. Thursday for at least one more week. We're going to talk some football. We have the NFL Wild Card Weekend. Six NFL games, joined as always by my buddy Keith Eisner. Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Time for some playoff football. We don't have to uh, try to figure out which third string running back is going to get the carries. Uh, pretty much know where where the volume is going with these playoff teams so makes it a little bit easier to break down we do have some weather that we'll obviously talk about a couple of these games look look pretty dicey which is unfortunate because high flying offenses in weather can really hold them down but um still plenty of indoor games to talk about as well and that's that's where the juicy stuff is i think this week so yeah Weather is going to play a huge role. Uh, we will, I will mention like there are a ton of different slates on both sites for Saturday, Sunday, Monday showdown, a lot of different slates. We are going to talk about all six games and just break them down. Um, overall break down these, um, Saturday to Monday slates. Th- those are going to be the slates that I mostly play. Um, I want, I want more games to let people overthink things. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, if I'm being honest. So that's that's what I'm going to play the most of. I'll play some Saturday only, some Sunday only, and uh, probably some Monday night only as well because why not? It's playoff football, and I've done some best ball drafts already. I love the playoff best ball drafts. And, you know, anything you can get your, your, your fingers on because this is like – this and next week are like the last two like full weeks of NFL. Um, so, you know, we got to take advantage of it while we can. But yeah, let's get started. We're going to break them all down, all six games. So if we talk about pricing, it's going to be the Saturday to Monday slate. And I don't know if pricing changes a lot. Um, I haven't honestly looked too much into the other slates. So I'm sure they change a little bit, but I haven't looked too much into it. So we get started with Cleveland at Houston, 44 and a half total here. Cleveland, a two and a half point favorite on the road in Houston, 
We'll start with the Cleveland side of this game. Mr. Joe Flacco has done his thing. You know, he has thrown for over 300 yards in four straight games. He has at least two passing touchdowns in each of the five games he started. He's done it against the Rams, the Jags, the Bears. This Houston team, they beat them 36-22 to in Week 16. Granted, no C.J. Stroud in that game. Much different game. Um, or he That was the game that he got the concussion, right? So he played a little bit in that game. I, I think he was knocked out. Um, or what? No, he missed that game, right? He, he missed, missed that, that game. game entirely, yep. Yeah. All right. So let's go Cleveland side here first. Joe Flacco, 6,100. He's kind of in the price range of like Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, Jordan Love type of like Baker Mayfield, Mason Rudolph type guys. He's right below like that tier of like Tua, Mahomes, Dak, Hurts, Allen. What are your thoughts here on Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, I I love Flacco. Uh, You talked about 300 yards and four straight. They're just letting him air it out. He has over 40 pass attempts in four of the five games that he has played um, indoor games. So don't have to worry about any weather in this one. And it's a super condensed target tree. Like we know the ball's going to Amari Cooper. We know the ball's going to David and Joku. So that's going to be one of my higher own stacks. Um, I think it'll get a, a little bit popular, but the upside is tremendous in this spot. Um, the, the indoor game and a team that is, is not afraid to throw the ball. I think it's game script proof as well. Like even if they're up, I think they're going to let Flacco throw it. It's just what they've been doing. Uh, the price on Amari Cooper looks pretty good at 6,800. He's shown tremendous upside, uh, with Joe Flacco under center, um, over 250 yards in his last game scored twice as well. And, and Joku's role has been absolutely incredible. Um, saving a little bit of money helps you pay up for Cooper and, and, um, and Joku. So I think it's an affordable stack. It's a good spot. Um, Jerome Ford is, is fine. I I don't mind that as well, but like the, the volume just hasn't been there. They're letting Flacco through a ton. So, um, I'll, I'll sprinkle in Jerome Ford a little bit, but really it's, it's Cooper and it's Njoku, uh, paired with Flacco for me. I'm much more interested in Jerome Ford on FanDuel. Because I think like he has some touchdown equity in this spot, but I don't think he's going to get 20 carries. Uh, like maybe if Houston gets up, they pound the rock here, but they still have like Kareem Hunt that they'll use in that type of role as well. I think this is let's play of all people, you know, some Joe Flacco and, and like Joe Flacco has so much playoff experience. He's not going to be you know, nervous at all. He has a fantastic defense. He's facing a rookie. I mean, he's facing a young team just in general in Houston. So I think we want to play some Joe Flacco. I think we want to play Amari Cooper, his role down the stretch with Joe Flacco at quarterback was just phenomenal. And the Joku is an interesting conversation because the sites have kind of priced this slate down a little bit. Like Travis Kelsey is almost the same price as David Njoku. And I think like on both the Saturday and the whole weekend slate, those are like your top two tight ends if Laporta ends up missing the game. And it does not sound like Laporta is going to play. So, I mean, I think that Najoku has some upside, especially with the weather that we're going to be dealing with in Kansas City. But can he outscore Travis Kelsey? I mean, that's the your question you're asking yourself, which is crazy when you're thinking about like, 
hey, can David Njoku outscore Travis Kelsey? And you really have to think about it. Um, that's just kind of the Joe Flacco effect. And Joe Flacco's all in, man. Um, I, I think Flacco's very much in play. He's someone that I think you should be looking at as props because they're going to chuck. And Houston, down the stretch, was actually struggling a lot more against the pass. So like this spot for Flacco and these pass catchers. And like you said, it's very condensed. I know I want to play Cooper. I want to play Njoku. I want to play Flacco. I think I could double stack them. And I don't think I have to take anybody else. If anybody, it would be Elijah Moore. Um, and just because he's 4K, we you know we might need a value player too on the slate. On the Houston side of things, how do you not like Nico Collins? Uh, I mean, 195 yards and a touchdown in a must-win game against the Colts last week, and I mean caught all nine of his targets. Noah Brown's banged up. Robert Woods is banged up. Um, I, I think it's Nico Collins. It's Dalton Schultz. I think you could take some shots on Singletary on this slate just because running back overall is not going to be my priority. I think all the upside and ceiling is mostly at wide receiver on this slate. And, I mean, it's hard not to say let's take some shots on Stroud, but we got to remember the Cleveland defense is good. Yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you said there. Uh, Nico Collins is is the priority here. Um and as far as pairing him with Stroud, like I can save money by going to Flacco on the other side of this game, uh, and it's a much better matchup for Flacco than it is for Stroud. That's not to say that that Stroud can't get there, and maybe he's the highest scoring quarterback on the slate, but it it is a tough matchup. Um, I probably still end up with a little bit just because um, of the indoor environment. And again, this is a, a tight target tree as as well, especially if Noah Brown and Robert Woods miss. Um, it's Nico Collins and it's Dalton Schultz. Uh, don't even hate including Singletary in those. He's cheap, a good way to save some money. Um, he get, he has a, a small role in the, in the passing game. It's not a huge role or anything, but the volume on the ground is really what we're targeting here. Um, as far as workload goes among like cheap running backs, he, he's up there among the top, top options. So um, Nico Collins, very much the priority. Sprinkle in Singletary and Dalton Schultz as well and, and probably end up with a Stroud stack or two. Yeah, Singletary is one of those guys that can go out, rush for 40 to 60 yards, and score two touchdowns. You know, that's that's kind of the role that you're playing for Singletary. He'll get a few targets out of the backfield. Um, but, I mean, the passing share is going to be those guys here. Um, kind of thought, like, Mechie last week would get more involved with Brown and Robert Woods out. He had two targets. Um, just not didn't really do anything. Johnson... Didn't really do anything. Um, it was it was Hutchinson, but I mean, he still only had four targets. Not enough volume, I think, just in general here. But I do think like Houston's going to be trailing in this game. I like the Cleveland side of this game, so I think Houston's going to be trailing. If let's talk Noah Brown and Robert Woods. If either one of these guys play, would you target you know either one of them here at these prices? I mean, Robert Woods is really cheap, but I would prefer Noah Brown if all three of them are in. Um, I still would play some Nico Collins in that situation, but Noah Brown has has shown spike target weeks as well. So 5,100 for a guy who's live for double-digit targets, I, I can definitely get on board with that, um, especially if the Cleveland defense is focused on, on Nico. Maybe Brown gets loose down the field a little bit. Um, so I don't hate Brown. Woods, I struggle with the upside. He is only 3,600, though, so I think he's in play if he if he sees the field. Um, 
if both of them are out, I, I would like the cheap Houston wide receivers are in play. I think it's Hutchinson over Mechie for me as well. He he just ran more routes and saw more targets. Um, but again, it's uh, Collins and Schultz got so much of the volume that th- those guys didn't really factor in. I'm kind of with you that I think Houston is playing from behind here and they have to throw the ball a little bit more. So I, I do think those those punt type wide receivers could be in play, whether it's Woods in and you play him uh, or you go down to a guy like Xavier Hutchinson. It's week thir- It's not week 13 anymore, right? Like it's not let off the gas when you're up by 21 points. It's I want to be beating a team by four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So I don't think Cleveland's going to change their game plan of like airing the ball out here. So I think it's a tough spot. Like we talked about, Cleveland's defense is really good. I mean, they finished the season as the number two DVOA defense. They're a really good defense. Tough spot for Stroud, but it's it's a six-game slate and it's playoff football. I mean, Nico Collins and Schultz are going to get targets in this game. All right, let's talk my Miami Dolphins heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs here. 44.5 total in this game. Kansas City is a four-point favorite. Uh, we'll start here with the Miami side. A lot of question marks. Um, Tyreek plays, in my opinion. I think the question marks here are going to be Jalen Waddell and Raheem Mostert. I think both of these guys end up suiting up. We'll see. Um, but I think, I think the Dolphins are going to be offensively full strength. I know defense, they're dealing with some injuries, but let's start with the Miami Dolphins. I'll let you go first, and I'll be the biased fan after you break down the Dolphins here. Okay. Uh, this game is going to be freezing cold. Um, I think around 10 degrees Fahrenheit at kickoff and potentially down to zero throughout the game. So it is definitely one of the weather spots that we're watching. Uh, winds don't look as bad as they do in Buffalo, but still like 15 mile an hour. I think there's enough weather here to to impact the game. The Kansas City defense is has been really good this season as well. So if Tyreek were 100% healthy, I would say matchup doesn't matter. Who cares? Jam him in there, play him. And I still feel that way to some extent. I mean, he's seen double-digit targets each of the last three weeks, and he's been hobbled with this ankle um, in each of those games as well. So the volume should be there. It's just the – like the – that explosiveness that he lives by that the big play has, has not come here recently since he's been banged up. So like, it's not an exorbitant price. It's only 8,700. Um, if I knew he was hundred percent healthy, I'd, I'd be very interested at that price, the running back situation. And that, I mean, even if Waddle misses, I kind of have the same feelings on, on Hill. I, th- I think his ceiling is just a little bit limited with these injuries that he's dealing with the running back situation. If they're both in there, um, it, it gets tough as well. Like I'm, I'm a little bit scared of this Kansas city defense, all the injuries on Miami. It has me a little bit scared for what's been an offense that we've targeted all season long. Um, but cold weather, a, a warm weather team going into cold weather and then dealing with a bunch of injuries. I'm struggling to get to the Miami side. Maybe, maybe you can talk me into something. Yeah. I mean, I think you take shots on Tyreek just because of his ceiling overall. Um, yeah, 10 degree weather. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you, especially from a quarterback that, I mean, like he played in Alabama in college. He played in some cold games. Like, I, listen, overall, I agree with you on everything that you said. The weather concerns me. If this game was being played in Miami, the total would be 55. Um, no doubt in my mind. So the weather is definitely playing a huge factor in this game. 
just in general. But I think we gotta we gotta look at like Tyreek's speed and know that like he's gonna get ten plus targets in this game. He has twenty. I mean, he has twenty five plus point upside, and, and you know you have to take shots on him because of that. I actually have a ton of interest in Achan. Whether Mozart plays or not, I think that Achan has upside in this spot. I think that Kansas City's weak spot is their run defense. We've talked about it all season. You have to beat Kansas City on the run. They allow a lot of big plays to running backs this season, just in general. I think Achan is probably my favorite target from the Dolphins, not named, not named Tyreek. And I don't think you need to get into playing everybody else. Uh, I mean, if Jalen Waddle plays, the price is okay. If Jalen Waddle sits, they're going to spread out the targets. Uh, I mean, Barrios was playing. Wilson was playing. We saw some Claypool play last week against Buffalo. Tyreek's going to be the guy. So I think I think I'm out on Tua at 7K, but I want some exposure to Achan and I want some exposure to Tyreek. If Mozart plays, I would target him more on FanDuel where it's very touchdown dependent. Um, I think that's where Mozart would be in play. But I think they're going to use, if I had to guess, it's at least 60-40 Achan in this game because they need his explosiveness in a cold game against a good defense. Kansas City's been a mess this season, just in general. Miami's defense is dealing with some injuries, and they're going to be down some really key pieces here. Miami, at, over the last five games to finish the season, allowed 283 passing yards per game. Fifth most or second most in the NFL over the last five games. Um, was a very interesting number when I was digging into it. Do we trust Patrick Mahomes <laughs> to... Like, it's just, it's such a weird thing, but I mean, he's, he hasn't thrown for over 350 plus yards since week seven. And it's just so interesting. Sorry, Derek has me cracking up in the chat here. He says, uh, <laughs> for anybody just listening and not watching on YouTube, he says, cheetahs don't run well in the cold. Penguins like the cold. Waddle, waddle, waddle. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm cracking up here. Um, but yeah, the, the, uh, the can, yeah, great stuff. Um, the Kansas City side is is tough. They have not looked good all season long. Like Kelsey had his worst season in a very long time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. DraftKings is really tempting us uh, with the price here at 6100 
my first instinct says I want Isaiah Pacheco here more than I want the passing game just because we have not seen that like elite ceiling from this Kansas City offense. The targets, I think they're going to Rasheed Rice still, unless they just make a like super concentrated effort to get Kelsey involved in this spot. We talked last time the Chiefs were in play that it was Rasheed Rice over Kelsey for us, and it's kind of been that way for, for several games ever since Rasheed Rice has has kind of broken out. He has been the target leader in this offense. I still lean that way. It, it wouldn't surprise me to see Kelsey come out here and get 15 targets, which obviously would be a smash at, at 6,100. I just, I prefer, like, I think that Njoku is the better play straight up just from what we've seen from Kelsey recently. That could obviously come back to bite me on this slate. Um, but the Chiefs passing attack has not been the the Chiefs that we've known the last couple of years. So it's Isaiah Pacheco is really my my first target here on Kansas City. I certainly will have a couple of Mahomes stacks just because we know that elite upside is in there somewhere. We just haven't seen it in a while. Um, Rasheed Rice is going to be an important part here. Um, I'll play some Rasheed Rice on his own in lineups that I don't have Pacheco as well. Um, but again, cold weather game. I'm leaning to the ground game here. It's Pacheco first for me. So these two teams played in week nine. And as a Dolphins fan, I try to watch as many Dolphins games as possible. And they just, they doubled Kelsey as much as they possibly could. I mean, it was any time that like Kelsey was on the field and trying to run a route. I mean, there was two guys in his vicinity. So he honestly just didn't play a lot in that game. So, I mean, he played a lot, but he just, he wasn't efficient. And it was like the start of him, like not being super efficient down the stretch. And Travis Kelsey in the playoffs is a whole different animal. Um, And like, I think we have to respect that and respect like when Patrick Mahomes is on the move and he's in, he's going to be looking for Travis Kelsey as much as possible. But we saw Rasheed Rice get a, a huge roll down the stretch. These two guys are the two guys I want to target in the passing game. I'm with you. I probably have more interest in Pacheco. Miami's run defense was really strong down the stretch. Um, so I, I think overall, it, it's taking shots on Rice, Kelsey, Pacheco. And I think I think it, if you're playing anything more than like five teams, I think it's silly not to have at least one Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey stack just because it's playoff football. I mean, who is who is Patrick Mahomes going to target 15 times in the game in the playoffs? Well, he's going to target Travis Kelsey. So I think that if you're building a lot of teams, you have to consider building a Mahomes-Kelsey build. All right, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. I, I'm going to – let me do a quick refresh here. This total has just been dropping. Uh, 30 <laughs> – 36 and a half is the current total. Buffalo is a 10 point favorite. And the reason that this game is dropping cold, windy, potentially snow, temps in the 20s, winds around 15 to 30 mile an hour winds. It's an awful, awful football weather. And I'm sure the Buffalo Bills Mafia will be rowdy um, and ready to go here. I'll sit on my couch in the warm Florida weather and watch this one. Um, let's go Pittsburgh first. I think they have one of the toughest matchups and toughest thing to overcome this week. Um, but I also think that they're going to have some of the lowest ownership this week as well. What do you like here, if anything, for the Steelers? Yeah, definitely keeping an eye on the weather report. It looks like potentially the worst weather game of the entire season. So uh, that that's very important. Uh, have to tip 
my captain, Mason Rudolph, he has played way better than I thought he ever could. A um, little bit of a step back last week, but really tough matchup against Baltimore. Um, I just I can't see myself targeting the the passing game here. I know um, Pickens had a couple of huge games in a row there. Zero targets for him last week, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but Deontay Johnson caught a long touchdown pass. So the passing game has shown upside. I just I don't think with the weather, I still don't believe or trust in uh, Mason Rudolph. I probably just leave the pass catchers on the shelf here, and we target this running back situation. Pittsburgh is a team that is not afraid to just pound the rock and pound the rock and pound the rock. Najee Harris has had a massive role over the last couple of weeks, 25-plus carries in each of those two games. Jalen Warren still very much involved, but I think with the weather here, this could be a massive volume spot for these two guys. Um, if they are throwing, Jalen Warren's very involved in the short passing game as well. So it's running backs for me here. It's both of them. If I had to choose one, I think it's Najee Harris just because I feel good about that volume. Um, explosive plays are really tough, especially if we get some some precipitation here. That would generally be why I'm p- playing Jalen Warren. Um, I just I think Najee Harris is getting 20, 20 opportunities here on the ground. It might end poorly. He might have like a 20 carries for 40, 40 yards type of game. He also might have 20 carries for 100 yards and two touchdowns. So I think the upside is there for Najee Harris just based on volume. I don't mind Jalen Warren as well, but it's Najee for me slightly. Yeah, DeJounte, DeJounte scored like 14 points in one play last week. So yeah. it's really hard to trust that at all. I mean, I think if I was going to play DeJounte or Pickens, I think I'd go back to Pickens. I think Pickens has a much better role than DeJounte. And we saw Buffalo just kind of shut down Pickens and Rudolph look elsewhere. But, I, I mean, I'm with you. I think the running game is what we want to look at here for Pittsburgh um, just overall. And I think we should at least mention like the Steelers defense here. You know, obviously they're going to be without, it sounds like they'll be without Watt and that's one of their big pieces, but they're 2,600. I'm not playing the Packers defense against Dallas. I I get why people would take that shot. I think Dallas at home, I I would much rather play like a snowy, more chances to fumble, more chances for weird stuff to happen type of spot here with like Pittsburgh's defense. I think Buffalo is one of the top defenses on the slate, but I think Pittsburgh's defense is one of those cheap defenses that you could take some shots on. As far as the running back situation, if you're playing like a 20 entry max, I zero to one them and put them both in a group and get probably like 25, 20 to 25% exposure to Harris and probably like the 15% range on Warren. And I think Warren's biggest role and his biggest upside comes Pittsburgh gets down in this game and he gets five to eight catches out of the backfield and doesn't fumble twice. That was his biggest thing against Baltimore last week. Um, he fumbled that second time, and I, I don't know if he saw the field after that. They they strictly let Najee do his thing, and Najee showed his upside last week, you know. So I, I'm with you. I like Najee more, but I think he's going to have more ownership too. Um, we don't have ownership up yet, so that will be up probably tomorrow. Let's go to the Buffalo side. Josh Allen's 8K. Josh Allen – in any type of game that's going to be competitive can run for 50 plus yards and a touchdown or two. Um, His upside is in that we saw last week against Miami and like against new England the week before, like James cook's role 
is kind of getting eaten into a little bit by Leonard Fournette. And they, they brought in Leonard Fournette to kind of like be that like tough runner up the field type of runner. And then they have Murray sitting there too, who can rush it in um, with Josh Allen. So tough matchup. Pittsburgh's defense is going to be missing a, a piece here. That's obviously huge, but what do we like here for Buffalo? Yeah. The running back situation is tough. Like, right when James Cook is starting to break out a little bit, it seemed like then they started mixing in Fournette and then Cook hasn't been efficient in the last couple of games. I just, I don't trust Buffalo to run the ball enough, even, even in weather, like, and, and if they do like Josh Allen is involved as well. So really struggling with the running backs here. The weather is, has me hesitant on the passing game. I like the Gabe Davis price if the weather was better, but it's going to be really tough for him to get down the field in 30 degree winds. Um, Shakir's had a pretty decent role here, six targets last week. So I, I think punting with Shakir. Um, the reason I'm even like considering this, I want to play some Josh Allen. Like he has the highest upside on the slate, even in the weather, just because of his he can run. Like he, if he run ran for two touchdowns, it wouldn't surprise anybody. He's he actually did that against New England and, and against the Chargers the week before that. So like I think he I I would bet Josh Allen anytime touchdown. I don't know what what the odds are, but I I think it's a good bet that he finds the end zone on the ground in this game. Um, I think he has more more rushing upside than usual. Uh, obviously, in the regular season, pretty confident they were going to make the playoffs. I know it got a little dicey there towards the end of the season, um, but like they protect him during the regular season. Different story in the playoffs. Uh, the gloves are off. No training wheels whatsoever. Allen should be running at least 10 times in this spot. So love the rushing upside here. A little scared of the passing upside because of the weather, um, but I still want some Josh Allen. I Like, I don't know that I'm paying for digs. I, I don't trust Gabe Davis because he gets his targets down the field. Um, I think Shakir's my favorite wide receiver. And then the, the, the tight ends are tough with Knox back. Kincaid has seen the, the role grow again here recently, but I think his touchdown upside is limited with Dawson Knox in there. Maybe, maybe just going up to Allen and then cheap with like a Shakir Dawson Knox type of thing is how I'm playing this. But I, I definitely want exposure to Josh Allen. I'm I'm struggling with which pass catchers I trust at this point. Um, so I might just go cheap with them. I think we have to look at like how much Kincaid was on the field and targeted last week. Um, Josh Allen has found trust in this young tight end. And I mean, Dawson Knox still can steal a touchdown away because they love him in the red zone. But I think like Kincaid, easy, quick throws. Him and I love, I love the Shakir call because quick throws, little like wide receiver screens, like you you try to get your speed guys involved. So I like the Shakir call. I'll definitely have some digs. I'll definitely have some Allen. But I want to see ownership, man. It, like, is ownership going to be really low because of the weather, or are people just going to play Buffalo because it's the playoffs and it's Buffalo? So. All right, Green Bay at Dallas, 50 and a half total in this game. Dallas is seven and a half point favorite. Let's start with Green Bay. We'll see what A.J. Dillon's got going on, um, whether he'll be back or not. He's dealing with like a neck and thumb injury. Um, I, From what I've read is he has struggled to like carry the football with the thumb injury. So I think... If that happens, Aaron Jones is going to get a lot of work in this game and be on the field a ton. He's a guy that can catch the ball to the backfield. 
But, I mean, if at this point, it's really hard not to just say, let's take some shots on Jaden Reed. Um, you know, if Christian Watson comes back, he might be the most underpriced pl- player on the, the slate. Yeah, I mean, you have to have interest in this Green Bay offense. Uh, Jordan Love has looked very good the, over the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I expect Dallas to be playing from ahead, and that means a lot of Jordan Love dropbacks. Um, if A.J. Dillon is out, Aaron Jones is one of the top running back plays on the slate. You know the volume is locked in. You talked about the the pass-catching ability in a trailing game, game script. I think he'd be very involved in the passing game. Love the, the Jaden Reed call as well. Just looks like a very talented wide receiver. Has had an awesome season. Um, if Watson is in there, depending on ownership, um, like I think Reed would be an awesome pivot if everybody wants to play Watson just because he's cheaper. I'm I, really I'm interested in all these wide receivers. Like Wicks has had a decent role if Christian Watson is out. Um, Dubs was out also last week, I believe. Double he got hurt during the game. During yeah, it was really yeah. early in that game. Um, and Wicks came on strong. Um, even if those guys are in though, I like I don't know. Wick, I think Wicks is talented also. Yeah. Um, Bo Melton has even looked pretty good. Like they have a, a good stable of young wide receivers here. You probably need Watson and Dubs out to consider Mil- Melton, I think. But Jaden Reed's in play no matter who's on the field. Um, I kind of want to lean Wicks in play as long as one of D- uh, Dobbs or Watson misses. But I'm interested in whoever's out there on the field. Uh, I think there's a ton of upside in this Green Bay passing attack. Another indoor game here. I feel Dallas should be playing from ahead in this one, which means that Green Bay is going to be thrown in a ton. The tight end situation, we saw Musgrave come back, but he was very limited um, in that Week 18 game, and Tucker Craft was still very involved. So I don't know that I'm messing with the tight ends. I think I have more interest in the wide receivers just just for bigger playability. I think it matters whether or not like Laporta plays and like do we get a cheap tight end that we can trust outside of like Schultz and Kincaid. So I, I think like overall. I don't hate taking a shot on either one of these tight ends, but I think I'd lean craft. I, I don't yeah, know. Looking. I don't, I don't know if Musgrave is like a hundred percent yet. Um, and like he, had, it was something with his kidney or something, right? Like it's not. Yeah. He took a really nasty shot. Yeah. Like, and there were, there was some internal stuff going on. It was, it was really bad there. So I, I agree. I don't think he's quite a hundred percent yet, but I'm with you. I have way more interest in the wide receivers and Jones in this game. Um, my question is, like, could we take some shots here on Jordan Love in a game they should be trailing against a tough defense? Yeah, I mean, I, you can definitely take shots on him. I do prefer Flacco for 200 less. Um, but, if I mean, if Flacco doesn't get there, this game should have some fireworks in another indoor game. So I, I Jordan Love absolutely has 303 upside, and it'll contribute a little bit on the ground as well. So, yeah, I, I think Jordan Love's very much in play. All right, let's go to the Dallas side of this game. I, I think, like, my question is, how do you not play C.D. Lamb in, on this slate? I mean, he, he's been just absolutely incredible. Dallas is throwing the ball a ton, and it's all going to C.D. Lamb. Um, Double-digit yeah, like how Like, how is he weeks? not the top player on the slate? Like, just, I think it's so hard to not have him as, like, the top player on the entire slate. Like, he, he's in that, like, category of, like, first-person in, build-around type of, like t- territory like his target share is insanely good and like now he's scoring touchdowns at he had 14 touchdowns and 1700 yards this year like 
you know, I know a lot of people talked about like Tyreek's yards and how good he was and stuff, but I mean, CD just had a fantastic season. So, um, didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, I mean, the CD Lamb love is very, very high on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, absolutely is. Um, but Tyreek Hill dealing with injuries and outdoors and cold weather. CD Lamb is completely healthy and is indoors um, against a pass defense that hasn't been great this season. So, totally agree with you. Jamin as much CD Lamb as you can possibly fit. I have a ton of interest in the passing game overall. Um, like spending up to Dak is is going to be difficult because I, I love Joe Flacco. I just talked about Jordan Love on the other side of this game. There's a couple more quarterbacks in the next game that I definitely like. So Dak's oh, going to be yeah. down, down the list for me <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but I have a ton of interest in his pass catcher. CeeDee Lamb first and foremost. Jake Ferguson has had a really nice role. Um, been a while since he's caught a touchdown, but he might be my like favorite under 5K tight end. I mean, obviously we love Njoku. Kelsey has massive upside, but Jake Ferguson in this mid-range might get a little bit lost. I like him a good amount. And Brandon Cooks at 4,900, like he's looked really good here recently. A touchdown in three straight weeks. I'm going to be all aboard the Brandon Cooks train, assuming that he's not just like mega chalk as as the cheap wide receiver that's in play. But love the role that we've seen from Cooks here recently. Yeah, I don't think you have to play Dak. I think you could just play two of Lamb, Cooks, and Ferguson and double stack his guys. Like whether you want to play Jordan Love, um, whether you want to play – I mean, there's obviously options. Reed, Watson, Wicks, whoever plays, Aaron Jones. But it's it's a six-game playoff slate. Correlation still matters, but I am okay with playing like two people from Dallas and not having anything from Green Bay if that's how your build kind of shapes up. But I think I'll be off Tony Pollard. He just hasn't shown like that ceiling, so he'll probably score like three touchdowns in this game. Green Bay's defense has been really struggling against the run all year. But I think this is a spot I'm just going to load up on Lamb, Cooks, and Ferguson. Um, and I agree with you on Dak. I like some of these cheaper quarterbacks more than I like Dak. And not saying that Dak can't go out there and throw for 350 and four touchdowns. Um, I mean, they're not going to take him out of this game. They're going to let him go and have a field day here. So if you end up on Dak or if you're building – if you're building – playoff best ball teams dallas stacks is like that's like my main stack as much as i can right now because i think that there's value in cooks and there's value in ferguson in those best ball drafts and you can if you can get lamb and dak early in those drafts and get those cheap guys you can stack dallas and just hope they go all the way to the championship here super bowl all right rams lions best game on the slate hands down not even close um absolutely love this game i'm sure you're with me 51 and a half total detroit's a three-point favorite we're gonna start here with the rams and we're gonna like a lot we're gonna like a lot from this game in general matthew stafford going back to detroit to make his team sad by knocking him out of the playoffs here um I mean, Stafford, Williams, Puka, Robinson, Cup, sign me up. Uh, there is no defense being taken from me in this game. I want everything and anything in this game. Totally with you. Uh, completely in love. Like one of Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua is going absolutely nuclear in this spot. Um, I don't know that I play them together. They certainly can both get there, but it just seems like McVay schemes – 
like whatever to whichever guy is getting wide open on the day, it just seems like that guy just has a monster day. Um, yep. Like, I don't know which one it's going to be. I can tell you, I'm going to have one of them in nearly every lineup that I build. I think that one of these guys does something like catches 12 yards, 150 yards, and at least a touchdown. Like one of them is going nuts. Demarcus Robinson's role cannot be ignored. I mean, what he did over the last couple of games of the season, double digit targets a couple of times. Um, like he's he's the very clear wide receiver three now, taking over for two two Atwell. Higby has been banged up. Um, I don't know if he's. I think he's questionable still, right? Um, definitely. Yeah, Higby. Higby. Yeah, he, Higby's questionable. Um, he's dealing with that shoulder. Yeah, I mean, I. I just, I'm just looking at the wide receivers here. Um, Tyron Williams' role is definitely worth mentioning, but Detroit's run defense has been really good. Their pass defense has been terrible. So it just makes a lot of sense. We're tar- targeting Staff- Stafford and the pass catchers here. Um, not to say that I won't play any Kyron Williams because he can certainly get there with touchdowns. Um, he should receive close to his 20 carries that have been like a lock for him over the second half of the season. I think the touchdown upside is is massive. But I like the wide receiver upside is is what I what I want, and I'll place plenty of Stafford with that as well. Robinson might end up being the highest owned player on the DraftKings slates um, at this price. Like he he should easily be five k by now. Um, you know he finished the season in like the mid fours, but I mean this is a guy that scored double digits in five straight before sitting out. Like he his role is so important to the Rams that they sat him last week and didn't let him play. I mean like. That's how important Demarcus Robinson has become in this offense. So, I mean, one of Puka or Cup, I'm with you, and then pair with Demarcus Robinson and Stafford. I mean, I am in a I'm in a double stack, a lot of Stafford. He's my favorite quarterback on the slate. Um, like you mentioned, Detroit over the last five games, they've allowed the most passing yards at 319, and they've allowed the least amount of rushing yards at 78 rushing yards. So. Down the stretch, they were really good against the run, and they were really bad against the pass, and McVay will air it out. Not saying you can't play Williams because he's uber-talented in his role. He probably plays like 85-plus percent of the snaps here. And, I mean, you are you have maybe one of the running back on this, on this slate that's going to do that. Aaron Jones and Pacheco, I guess two guys. So let's go to the Detroit side because <laughs> – Love Detroit just as much. Um, obviously, St. Brown, one of the top wide receivers on the slate. Jamison Williams, another fantastic value play in this game. His role was great. He dealt with the ankle um, off of that long catch in that Dallas game and then left the game. Fully practiced. He had a week off. I, I mean, this is a hard, hard, hard spot to pass on him, especially with Laporta doubtful i I mean we're gonna put him as doubtful i mean the dude like hyper extended his knee live on tv um it would be a shock to me if laporta plays i think brock wright is gonna start here at tight end and brock wright's not a high volume tight end i think it's gonna be williams it's gonna be st brown and i mean i think gibbs out of the backfield is super interesting this week I completely agree with everything that you said. Amonra is one of the top plays on the entire slate. Jamison Williams has tremendous upside for just 3,500. Um, don't not touching the tight end situation. I would play Josh Reynolds before I played uh, a tight end. I think um, seven targets last week. Yeah. 
like we saw him get back involved here. It is worth noting that Khalif Raymond left that game early with an injury as well. So that did help Reynolds a little bit. But I Raymond's I not could... supposed to play though either. Oh, there you He's, go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, then I think Josh Reynolds is an awesome play, especially if we see something like Williams with twice the ownership as him. Um, I, I definitely prefer Jamison Williams. He's he's the way more explosive guy. Uh, but Josh Reynolds, like he he sees end zone targets. Um, he's been involved in this offense. He's been with Stafford since the Rams days. So, like Josh Reynolds is a fantastic play at 3,800. And the running backs, I'm completely with you. I'm like all season long, I've been playing Montgomery at low ownership because of the touchdown equity. Uh, but we've talked about Gibbs. And if the Lions happen to get behind in this game, like Gibbs could absolutely eat with no Laporta and like a need for like short area of the field type of stuff. Like Gibbs could catch six, seven balls in this spot. And it would not surprise me if the Lions happen to be playing from behind. So that's definitely the running back I would target. Montgomery still has the touchdown upside, but it's it's this is going to be a shootout. Like should be back and forth. I think uh, Stafford and the Rams can keep up here. They're going to push this Detroit offense, and that that's exactly what we want in this dome where, where we love to target games. So Lions passing game wheels up. This whole game wheels up. I mean, oh yeah, this is just that game that I know I'm going to be watching. I know I'm going to bet the over, and I know I'm going to target a ton from. Uh, because I mean, it just it sets up as such a fantastic game. All right, we got Philadelphia going to uh, Tampa. This game is currently at forty three and a half, and Philadelphia is a three point favorite. I, I know Tampa is like at home. Philly is definitely the favorite in this game. Um, let's start with Philadelphia, like we normally do here, going to the visiting team first, and Jalen Hurts. I mean, they say x-ray showed his finger is good to go. Um, Swift got banged up in that game. A.J. Brown got banged up in that game. Devontae Smith has been dealing with an ankle injury. Like, Dallas Goddard might be the best tight end play on the slate because everyone for Philadelphia is banged up, and he might see, like, eight-plus targets in this game. Yeah, tough scenes for Philly, man. They are just – they're limping to the finish line here. Uh, they've looked really bad for several weeks in a row now. I mean, when you can't when you can't put up points on the Giants, and that's before the the Hurts finger thing. Like they still they look bad even in the beginning of that game when Hurts was fine. I, it's really tough here. Tampa Bay's defense played really well last week as well. Um, I know we always want to attack Tampa Bay through the pass, and Philly theoretically has one of the most pal- talented passing units in, in the league, but. It, it has looked really, really rough for a couple of weeks here. Like, I just can't see myself paying up for a, a hobbled A.J. Brown over Amon Ross St. Brown or C.D. Lamb or Tyreek Hill even. Like, he, the, these Philly guys are going to be way down the list. The The running back situation, like, just has never taken off all year. Uh, Swift came out of the gates really hot and then kind of slowed down. Um, it was just an illness last week, so I assume that Swift will be fine in this game, and that takes Gainwell out of play. It's it's Dallas Goddard is the only like real comfortable Philly click here. Um, I probably end up pairing him with Hertz on a couple of teams just because he has that same double uh, two two touchdown rushing touchdown upside that Josh Allen does, and maybe he rushes two in and throws for two, and is just the quarterback that you have to have. So. I still play Hurts a little bit, but again, way down my list. Um, similar to Dak, like 
just I'm not going to get to a ton of them. I, it's the ceiling that I'm chasing on on a couple lineups out of 40 or whatever I end up making. Derek in YouTube chat asks, game will in play for a cheap running back. Swift would have to be out. Yeah. For me to touch. Um, I, I think Swift would be the guy I would play in the backfield here. But I honestly don't want to play running back. Um, I mean, if A.J. Brown plays, he could be like sneaky, sneaky good. Like Tampa's really bad against the pass. He got banged up last week. Every He's going to have a question mark next to his name up until Monday night. And he's expensive, so it's I think be like a lot. Four percent owned. Yeah, I mean, how do you click AJ Brown over Saint Brown? I, I mean, they're the same price basically. So, I mean, I think AJ is going to have a really low ownership. Um, but I mean, it's risky. There's nothing safe here for Philadelphia. But I mean, I think Philly's going to put up a fight here against Tampa. Let's go to the Tampa side of this game. You got to attack Philadelphia through the pass. Um, so, so we say. I mean, the run defense has been okay, but I mean, they they've just got scorched on the on the ground like every game to end the season. It feels like, but I mean, you got to attack them through the passing game. Baker Mayfield cheap here at fifty eight hundred. What are we doing with this Tampa team? I mean, obviously, we know the role for, like, Rashard White is fantastic. We're seeing um, Trey Palmer get more involved in the passing game. What are your thoughts on Tampa? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with Baker. I just don't see him having the same upside as Stafford or Goff in the last game, who are indoors, as Joe Flacco in the first game, who's indoors. Like, not, not that weather should be a problem in Tampa this time of year, but... Hey, listen, it's like 45 right now. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't actually even look at the weather report. There is a chance for rain in this game, actually, on, on Ross report. So um, be would be more concerned about the wind speed than I would be about the rain. But just like you just can't beat the dome environment. So those are probably the quarterbacks I'm playing. The other side of that is, you know, where the upside is in the receiver room for for Tampa Bay, just play Mike Evans. Like if Baker's going to go off and have a, a huge game, it's more than likely that Mike Evans is coming with him. Um, so I think I would rather spend up for an, a different quarterback with more upside, not necessarily spend up, but just, just go a different direction at quarterback and play Mike Evans. He's my favorite target from Tampa here. Uh, you mentioned Philly's pass defense has been really struggling this season. Uh, the run defense was outstanding for most of the year and then kind of fell, fell off, but it's still Mike Evans is the way that I want to try to beat this team or or get exposure to a ceiling for Tampa. Godwin is fine, but he probably needs to catch 10 balls and find the end zone, which I think he has like two or three touchdowns all season long. Um it, it's Mike Evans is the guy that has has two touchdown upside, could go off for 150 plus yards. So Evans is my main target. Rashad White is is a tough click in this matchup. Um the role is phenomenal. I wouldn't try to talk anybody off of him. He could certainly get there, but I just I'm not in love with it. I, I would much rather play Pittsburgh running backs even than than Rashad White. Um, I like the Trey Palmer call, like as for, as far as a punt wide receiver. Um, depending on who who gains the steam, I think uh, Demarcus Robinson is going to be more popular. I think Jamison Williams will be more popular. If you're looking for a pivot in that three K range, I like that Palmer call quite a bit. I think I'd still prefer like Shakir over Palmer, but yeah. I mean, you got to beat Philadelphia typically through the past. Like I said, they've really struggled 
down the stretch against the run, we saw Saquon just have a field day last week against Philadelphia, and they didn't really start pulling people until the third quarter of that game. Um, so Saquon was having a field day before that happened. Uh, one more question in chat from Richie before we play the morning grind game. Who's the cheapest tight end you feel okay playing, Goddard or a flyer on right or Mitchell if Lord Laporta sits? Cheapest tight end. Um, I mean, I I certainly feel fine going at Ferguson or Kincaid, who are just slightly 100 and 200 cheaper than Goddard. Um, I feel okay playing a Green Bay tight end, and we, I think we both agreed that it was Kraft over Musgrave. We don't think that Musgrave is quite healthy yet. Um, I don't know. Like Brock Wright, you're just t- touchdown hunting. He's not going to catch more than four balls. I think that that would be a surprise if he caught more than four balls in this offense. So like, I feel most comfortable with Schultz probably um, in the 4k range, like as far as the cheapest guy I would play. But if you're playing large field tournaments, I don't hate shots on Tucker craft or Brock, Wright. I think it's okay. Also. Yeah. And if Higby sits, I think I'd take some shots on Allen before I'd play Brock, Wright, Um, Davis Allen. But I mean, that's just yeah. a game environment. I like the game environment in that game. Like Dawson Knox is a, I know the weather's terrible in Buffalo, but I feel like Dawson Knox has a, a better chance of catching a touchdown than Brock Wright. Uh, yeah, I mean, Knox could catch too, and it wouldn't shock yeah. anybody. So, yeah. all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here back talking basketball tomorrow. Um, man, basketball, not good for me on Wednesday night. It was, it, it, it like these, these blowouts have, are, are just like, gosh, they're, they're, they're driving me crazy in the NBA right now. All right, as always, let's play the morning grind game for NFL. Quarterback for 300-plus passing yards. Who do you got? I mean, the guy's done it in four straight. Who else could I go to but Joe Flacco? All right, all right, all right, (laughs) Flacco. I'm going to go Stafford returning to Detroit. It has nothing to do with that. I think that this game is just going to be one of those very fast-paced, high-scoring games. Low-owned running back for a touchdown. So... You made a comment that kind of surprised you said Najee Harris was going to be a little bit popular. Um, nobody likes clicking Najee Harris. I know he's I mean, cheap. I think he like okay. I said he might be a little popular. I didn't say that I think he's gonna be he's not chalky. Chalk, though. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I love Najee Harris in this spot. The volume's been incredible. The weather there should force Pittsburgh on the ground. I think that Pittsburgh would play it heavy through the ground anyway, just to try to keep Josh Allen off the field, even if the weather forecast clears up. So very confident in that role for Najee Harris. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go James cook. Um, and I mean, there's so many ways that this guy can get a touchdown. So uh, give me James cook, give me a quarterback wide receiver stack for a touchdown. Give me Jared Goff to Amonra St. Brown. No La- Matt Laporta, we're kind of assuming. Um, they love targeting Laporta down there in the red zone. Uh, so I like like St. Brown, not only to, to rack up a ton of catches, but also find the end zone. I'm going to go Flacco to Amari Cooper. Love it. That's the other one I was considering as well. Amari's role, man, has just been awesome with Flacco. Yeah, I mean, the cheat code would be Dak to CD, but I didn't want to give the cheat code out. Uh, give me a wide receiver with eight plus targets this week. Um, went back and forth on this one. I'm gonna land on Puka Nakua. Uh, going into Detroit, I think the Rams are throwing a ton in this spot. I was going back and forth with Cupper Nakua. I'm, I think I'm on the Puka side this week. Gonna have a ton of both of them. 
Yeah, I mean, you just gotta. There is no sides anymore. <laughs> you just yeah. play them both. Um, I, I mean, listen, St. Brown would be a cheat code. CD Tyreek, those guys. I mean, we're not we're not cheat coding it up here. Um, give me give me Nico Collins, and uh, sure. he might even be a cheat code. Uh, tight end for a touchdown. Who's scoring this week? Give me Jake Ferguson. Cowboys are going to be throwing it a ton. Guessing CD finds the end zone at least once as well, but th- th- there's plenty of volume to go around for Jake Ferguson to find the end zone. I like it. I'm going to go Njoku. Um, I mean, that's who I wrote down. So, I mean, give me Njoku. Does Njoku outscore Travis Kelsey and Dallas Goddard? I, I mean, that that's the question I think a lot of people are going to be asking themselves this week. Um, Goddard's price is fantastic. You know, if we don't get news, before Saturday and going into Sunday about like AJ Brown and Devonte Smith, we might get really, really good ownership on Goddard going into Monday night. Uh, defense defense for 10 plus points. I'm going to the game that you probably expected me to, but <laughs> your Pittsburgh call. I absolutely love that. And I, I think they're going to give up some points against Buffalo, but Josh Allen has been very turnover prone this year. The weather is going to be a factor here. If, if the forecast holds. So uh, they're cheap. I'm going to have a ton of Pittsburgh defense. I think they can score a touchdown in this spot. I think they can turn Allen over multiple times. I mean, I listen, I don't hate it at all. Um, I, I hear you and you took my pick, but it's okay. I, as a Dolphins fan, this pains me so much. But I'm going to take the Kansas City defense. Um, we're getting them under 3K. We try not to go expensive defenses on this question when we do this every week. But give me, give me Kansas City for 10 plus points. They put up 14 defense or 14 points against 12 points and only allowed 14 points against the Dolphins earlier this year. So give me Kansas City. They're going to get after Tua in this game. And if Tyreek doesn't have a monster game, Achan doesn't blow, you know break off big runs. Miami's going to be in trouble here if they if their playmakers don't make big plays. Shocking. Against the spread or money line heading to the betting portion of the show. What do you got for us this week? The Houston Texans have been an awesome story this year, but Joe Flacco has been the story of the NFL. Cleveland minus two and a half going into Houston. I think Joe Flacco gets it done. Well, guess what? I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I don't have another one. That's my pick too. I am with you. I already bet this. Love Cleveland minus two and a half right there with you. Uh, Over-under bet. What do you got for us on an over-under bet this week? That Kansas City, Miami-Kansas City total still up there at 44 and a half. There's some weather in that game too. And I'm with you on the Kansas City defense call. I I firmly believe that's one of the top defenses in the NFL. Give me the under in Miami-Kansas City. That's a scary one. But um, with Miami's injuries on the offensive side, I, I think that Kansas City can hold them down a little bit here, under 44 and a half. Well, I'm, I wrote that one down too. Um, I do, I did, no, I, I did write two down for this one because there was two that I liked. I like the Rams Lions over 51 and a half here. This game has so much potential to be aired out, to be a shootout. We've seen so many shootouts for the Lions this season in general. So love this game. I think we're just going to see two coaches that are very aggressive and we're going to see either a dud of a game or a game that goes over like 60. So I like this Detroit Rams over 51 and a half as well. 
Uh, player prop. What do you got for us this week on the player prop front? Going to Joel Flacco. Uh, four games in a row, over 300 yards. His prop is sitting at 271 and a half on most books right now. In the Dome in Houston, no weather to worry about. Uh, Joe Flacco over 271 and a half passing yards. <laughs> does it feel dirty to say it? <laughs> it really uh, does, but I feel good about it. Yeah. So, okay. I bet this at like 265 and a half, and I still feel really good about it at the current 274 and a half numbers. So I'm going to give it out, but I'm going to take Matthew Stafford over 274 and a half passing yards. This dude has so many weapons just in general. He's gone over this passing total in four of the last five games. You have to beat Detroit through the air like we've talked about so much. Detroit, 319 passing yards allowed average over the last five games of the season. Really like this spot for Stafford. I'm going to take his over. Uh, let's go to the Pick'em Streets. Let's finish the wild card weekend off with a strong two-pick play here. Uh, what do you got for us in the Pick'em Streets? All right, let's do it. Um, talked about Josh Allen. They kind of take care of him during the regular season playoff time is different we've got weather in buffalo might make passing the ball extremely difficult um josh allen uh more than 37 and a half rushing yards yeah i like that one we'll pair it with my boy ama st brown love amara st brown this week we're gonna take over or more than seven and a half receptions for him this like i said if this game duds I'm going to come on here next week and say I had a bad week because I'm going to be way overweight on this game. So give me St. Brown more than seven and a half receptions this week. Should be a fun weekend. Um, I'm excited for wildcard weekend. My team's still in it. Your team is floating around with a number one pick and um, we'll see what the bears end up doing with that. Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, fun, fun slate. Uh, The six gamer, I think, like you talked about at the top of the show, looks really, really good, especially with the the weather stuff. I think there are a lot of angles. Like we talked about AJ Brown being completely unowned more than likely. So I I think the six gamers are really, really fun slate. Um, And there's some decent prize pools. The the, the huge prize pools are going to be on the individual days, but definitely don't forget about that six gamer too, because it looks really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with smaller prize pools just in general um, because I think that there's a little bit more edge on the six-game slate. Like, especially when you think about, like, the Eagles' injuries and, like, how people probably aren't going to touch that situation on a six-game slate when it's a whole different day. Just sets up nice um, contrarian-wise. So I think that I I prefer the six-game slate. I'll definitely, you know, play some of the three-game Sunday slate. Um, I don't love the two-game Saturday slate. I think that the build for the two-game Saturday slate is Joe Flacco. Uh, I mean, and, you know, maybe I'll build like a single-entry team and throw it in a bunch of single-entry stuff um, for that slate. But hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. We're back tomorrow with more NBA. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.